check the podcast. Join the podcast. Timmy's podcast. Woo! What is up? What is up, friends, family, homies? How are you guys doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Thank you for listening to Tim's podcast. Uh, I am Timmin, your host of this podcast. And I just want to shout out everyone. You know, just shout out to everyone. You guys are all awesome. Um, I'm just, I'm thankful for the people that are in my life. And as 2020 is wrapping up um, and this podcast has kind of started, it's cool to see where it's come and who I've talked to and the friends that I have through this podcast and the conversations that I've had through this podcast and what's opened up, honestly, for me. Um, I'm blessed. Blessed to have people listening like you. And blessed to be able to just uh, mess around and have conversations. And blessed to, to like to talk to people. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I have that gift. And so it's cool to be able to use it. Uh, and that, that we have the internet and that I can blast this out to people and that people consume it. And that's crazy too. So anyways, enough about me. Let me talk about this podcast. Uh, the guy who I've on this podcast, his name is Josh Walker. Josh and I have been friends for a minute. He's super cool. He lives in Bloomington at the moment. Um, we've been friends since uh, I think 2015, and um, I really like Josh. We've sat down and we've we've connected multiple times. He's a good friend of mine, and I like the way that Josh thinks. He's very sensible, and he comes at uh, things with a unique perspective, uh, which I think everyone needs people with unique perspectives in their lives. And so, oh, also he's super fashionable. Man, he's super fashionable. I looked like a dweeb next to him. So I'm gonna get tips from him eventually. Um, our podcast went a little long, loved it. We're going to do a round two for sure. So you guys are going to have to enjoy that. Um, and then also on this podcast was Damon. So shout out to Damon. He didn't talk a ton, but I'm glad that he was there and was able to put his input in as well. So without further ado, guys, Josh Walker. Welcome, Josh. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Long time coming. Long time coming. Bro. We uh, we talked about this like maybe four months ago. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. It, it's sometimes it's hard for me to get up here. Um, I work a lot in between work and class. It's just not easy. And then meeting up with my family too. If I can't meet up with them, then I don't really want to come up. Yeah. So yeah, it's not yeah, worth it. it. I remember last was it last Thanksgiving you came up and you were in was it Miami County and they screwed you over. Like, that would deter me to come up as well, honestly, knowing that I have to go through that and deal with that stuff. Yeah, that was actually uh, a year ago on Wednesday. This this Wednesday made it a year that... Wow, yeah. Because I think I talked to you, what, it probably was last Thanksgiving. We sat down, we talked about that. And you're like, it was on your way up here. Yeah. Crazy. It, it, at the end of the day, I'm kind of grateful in the sense that it happened um i was driving around real reckless i was acting reckless i didn't care about what i had in my car um when they searched my car all they found was a gram of weed and they tried to hit me with a bunch of duis but i passed all my uh tests and stuff yeah yeah i was fine i wasn't high they smelled weed, saw a black man with dreads. <laughs> Jumped to but, conclusion. Yep. 
Which, I, I mean, I guess they were right. They found a gram, but like... <laughs> yeah, it was just a gram. It's, 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 come on. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to someone the other day, and they, they're black as well, but they have uh, an accent. Like, oh. uh, from the UK. And they've been okay. pulled over, and the cop was like... And the person was like, why, why'd you pull me over? Well, they're following him, and they pulled off. And the cop pulled He's like... The, the, the lady's like, hey, what, what, why'd you pull me over? He's like, oh, oh I'm sorry. I thought you were black. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. profiling is a real thing. 100%. 100%. crazy. Yeah. It's unfortunate. But, yeah, I mean, it's Miami County. Southern yeah. Indiana. Yeah. Uh, gotta love it. Gotta love it. And, uh, you know, but that doesn't define you. That's not what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, it takes a little bit to get up here. It's a little bit difficult to get up here sometimes. When was the last time you were up here? Was it that Thanksgiving or was it like Christmas? Or? Oh no, I've been up here a few times because I actually had to come up um, for my court date after getting arrested. Oh, gotcha. Um, yep. They hit me with three different DUI charges. Um, they they said it was driving under intoxication, driving under intoxication, endangering a person, driving under intoxication. With a schedule one or two metabolite in the blood and in the possession charge. Wow. So all of that they tried to get me for. And you, but you tested out all of that, right? Um, I ended up only pleading guilty to the possession of the marijuana charge. Okay. Which was a lot better than the DUIs. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we have to talk about this readily. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry we have to talk about this right away, but no, it no, is what dude, it is. No, dude, it, yeah. it's definitely. Um, but they definitely wanted to get me in the system. I knew uh, because after I took, I took four sobriety tests, two on the scene, two at the police station, passed them all. And he said, well, we're going to take your blood right now or your license is immediately suspended for 180 days. It's just like, well, if you came within five minutes of me pulling off the side of the road, I passed two tests at the station, been completely coherent, let you search my car, passed two more tests at the jail, and you're going to take blood just because you know anybody that smokes marijuana is going to have in their system, in yeah, because you got caught with it—a mm-hmm. gram, yep, a gram, so literally the size of a dime. Mm-hmm. And he knew I had smoked. My eyes get super red, so he knew I had smoked within the last few hours. So yeah. that yeah. that's enough. So it was going to show test. up anyways. Yeah. Yep. But the blood test ended up never coming in. I, I still <laughs> don't know. And there were some other things involved, too. Um, I, there were some other things I had in the car I won't speak on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had taken them, too, because I didn't want to get caught by the police with any of this stuff. Yeah. So I... I think I'd have passed the test for one. Yeah. But also, if I would have got that blood test back, I probably would have got hit with all three of those DUIs. Plus the, yeah. like, you can't just... Walk away from that. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's so no way. We've been done, so. That's crazy. Yeah, that was the last time I saw you. We talked about that at the Springs for a little bit, and I was like, dude, that sucks. Because yeah. you, you literally, I mean, you know, just like, I got pulled over, and I was spent the last night in jail. Because that's the conversation we had. I was like, that is wild. That mm-hmm. is wild. And um, I was glad. I wasn't glad. I'm glad now, looking back on it, now that it's been a year and a couple of days. Like I said, I was acting reckless. I thought I was invincible. Yeah. I thought it was cool. You think it's because you got away with, with it for so long? It wasn't... For so long. Yeah. For so long. I just thought I was smarter than the police. Or I yeah. was just like too good to get caught. Yeah. And I was planning to move to Chicago at the time. I still do. Yeah. Um. But that kind of humbled me because I couldn't be doing that type of stuff in Chicago. Yeah. I needed to get my act together. I needed to grow up. Yeah. Put my job first. Stop doing all these drugs. Stop riding around in the car high. Yeah. With weed. Yeah. All kinds of shit. Yeah. So, it... I'll take the gram... Charge. Charge, yeah, which will get deal. expunged. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm moving to a state where it's, it's legal. Legal yep. anyway. I'll take that charge instead of what would have happened had I been arrested in Chicago for whatever and gone On a to whole the Chicago level. jail. Yeah. Where that gets like bumped up even more and, and the yeah. the consequences uh, for it are even more like higher because of because of where you're at and mm-hmm. the way the things are let. And Chicago is Chicago, Chicago. You might have got away with like I think you probably got away with a gram, but on on another level, you would you know. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have wanted to be in the jail at all because um, I actually have a my great uncle was a cop in Chicago for fifteen to twenty years. Oh wow! And his son, so my cousin is a sheriff in Chicago now, and. Um, I look like them. You can definitely tell we're yeah. family. Yeah. And then on my biological father's side, they're all uh, GDs, gangster disciples. Oh wow! Okay. And I look exactly like my uh, my uh, dad, my uncle, and the majority of that side of the family. So if you would go into Chicago jails, yes. you're gonna be hitting with both of those. I would either be called a cop or a gangster disciple. Yes. Yeah, I, that's crazy. Yeah, you don't want to go to Chicago yeah, so jail cell. Oh, I, 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 no. I can't go to. Yeah, you um, screwed on that. Yeah, part. my uncle's is still in prison. He's been in there since '98. He was 18 for a triple murder. Wow. And I look just like him. Wow. So triple murder in Chicago. Yeah. Um. It was a Chirac, bro. <laughs> South Side. It was a. Uh, and I can talk about this because he's already in trouble for it. Yeah. But in prison for it. But I, I think it was a gang retaliation. And he intentionally killed two people and accidentally killed one of their girlfriends that was with them. Yeah. And uh, yep. that was in 98. That was before we were in Indiana. So it, it was... Pretty, pretty intense, I'm sure. Pretty intense. Were you in Chicago? That's one of my questions. Like, how'd you get to Indi- how'd you get to Goshen? 
Um, how how did I get to Goshen, or how did I get? Because how I got to Goshen is actually a very long story, and starts with how we even got up north, anyway. Yeah, dude, tell me it. Tell me. Well, okay, so we have the time, bro. <laughs> So how we ended up in um, northern Indiana? Well, well, first, where are you originally from? Like uh, you said, you came up north. Where uh, were you born? Where were you born? Chicago. Chicago. Okay. I was born in the south side of Chicago. Okay. Yep. Um, first house was on 59th Street in Cottage Grove. So anybody who hears this and is from Chicago or know Chicago, you already know about 59th Street. I don't need to tell you anything. <laughs> you know it goes down. So, um, my mom was 16. She had, well, she got pregnant at 15. Oh, wait. We're, we're going back to when, how we got up there. Yeah. So, my great-grandmother, uh, she, she's fairly young to be a great-grandmother, she had her oldest son, my grandfather, at um, 18. Yeah, she was 18. Then my grandfather was 17 uh, when my yeah. mom was born. Yeah. Uh, he was out fucking 22-year-olds, so though. He was a little pimp. So my, my grandma was 22. He was 17. She didn't know that. Oh, wow. And, and he was a guy, so. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> and then my mom had me uh when she got pregnant at 15 turned uh 16 in february and had me in april wow so she had just been uh she had just turned 16 when i was born my great grandmother and majority of my family, I don't know a whole lot about my family tree until like the end of the slavery. Like I know the last ones that were slaves, but I don't know like previous that previous and what what year would that be? Like eighteen hundreds? It's sometime eighteen hundreds, yeah. like early eighteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah, and um. I know Walker's, I looked up the origin, and it's Dutch, it has Dutch origins, so we were definitely slaves. Like yeah. We, I didn't get to, which I, I figured. Yeah. Mississippi and the last name Walker. Like, yeah, yeah. Probably a slave. But, definitely. Um, do you think you, how do you think you inherited that, the Walker name? Um, do you think it was from... Like how how else would you get that last name, other than someone just gave it, or was it because you your descendants were part of some place that was owned by a Walker? Um, I think I think our descendants were owned. Well, we had actually Walker comes from my mother's side. Okay. And my grandmother on my mother's side is mixed. Oh, okay. So maybe that's so, where the Dutch comes so, from. And her last name was Walker. Walker. Okay. And, but I mean, they had my relatives down south. And they have last names. Some of them have last names like Smith and. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. So you, you yeah. know. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, Walker, my dad, which we'll get to, he never signed a birth certificate. Gotcha. So my mom was Carla Walker. I was born Joshua Kareem Muhammad. On paper. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so Dang, dude. Okay. So we were, my great-grandmother, she's not that old, and uh, we were in Mississippi. We weren't. My family was in Mississippi, and this was when slavery had just been abolished less than, you know, 50 so this is your great grandmother? years ago. Yeah. yeah, okay, yep. Like, um... They it, got, it, it was demolished in the 1800s after the Civil War, but it didn't really end until, like, the 60s. Yeah. Is what, from all my understanding. It didn't, and, you know, people don't understand that. There were so many other things going on. There's still segregation. There's still all the stuff. Yeah, you know, all the lynchings, yep. all the yep. fucking... And if you read the Henry Lynch laws, um, which I inspire you to do, yeah, um, you should definitely do that. He was—that's where the term lynching actually comes from. And I was speaking to uh, Damon yeah. the other day about you know some of the things. Shout out to Damon. Just talking about just, it and understanding. Just, mm-hmm. And about, you know, what he said you should do to the black people to break them down. And these these methods would last 300 plus years. Which, I mean... We're in right now. We're, we're in our... We're around that now. We're around that now. And it, there's finally things starting to change. Yeah. So, yeah. um, keep getting off topic. No, 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 no. So, okay. So how did your, so your great grandma was during, at the end of slavery, she mm-hmm. was in Mississippi or, or after it, or she was during, was it during, you said she's not that old. So during the end of pro, like the, during the sixties. Okay. During okay. Jim so she was. comes out of that living in Mississippi. We were, uh, yeah, we, my I still have a lot of family down there. She actually moved. Back well, you moved. You there. moved there for a summer. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember right. that. And I was just to get the experience. But, yeah. Um, uh, a so, t- uh, go ahead. Tolerance break as well. That's what I remember you said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Tea break, bro. I was like, oh, I bet. Okay. Yeah. But I actually do remember that. Oh, that was hell. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to smoke weed so bad. Man. Was it boring? After the first week or two, yeah, because yeah. where they live, they live way down south. Like country? <laughs> it's country. There are still shacks up. There's wow. still slave mansions up. It's still. Oh, really? Oh, it's very. You can go toward the slave mansions <laughs> and like this. The plantations. Slave, the, the, basically, yeah. The, the whole plantation. Wow. The whole. So the mansions. Where the uh, the Negroes would sleep. <laughs> um, That's crazy. This, so yeah, it's it's very it was very it's still very real down there. Yeah. But when yeah. she was young, um, when she was a teen, you know, our family was getting chased. My uncle, in particular, every day the KKK would chase us home. Really. And if he would like. He would have to run through the woods. He would have to cut through certain places. And if he tripped one time, 
made one false move, didn't see one tree branch, they would find him and beat his ass. And this was like, this was an there are, everyday thing. Like from work and stuff? Like you leave from, from work and, or from school? From oh, school. Yeah, so like he was young. Oh, was yeah. it like grown adults doing this? Grown or? adults, like yeah, grown wow. adults. They were getting um, the police officers messing with us. Uh, when I say us, I mean our yeah, family. family. Yeah. Um. So, the, I think this is the event that turned these two events, but the event in particular that made my grandmother decide to leave. She got pregnant, and I don't know which of these happened first, but also, while she was still in Mississippi, she was in 10th grade. No, she's actually a freshman. She she had to drop out after her freshman year. Because um, she was pregnant? She was pregnant. She was a black woman in the, the, uh, the yeah. 50s. Yeah. Just didn't, she had to take care of her kid. So, um, one of her classmates actually got lynched, and they only found half of his body. They, we still don't know where the other half of his body is, probably never going to be found now, obviously, but her classmate, not somebody she knew, not somebody from the news, somebody that she She personally, physically knew. She sat next to sometimes in class, she would eat lunch in the same area as his kid and half of his body was missing. She got pregnant and she knew that if she were to raise an infant in this and, environment in that yeah. environment and, and they live like way down south like even when we get into Mississippi driving it's still another few hours. Yeah. Like it's yeah. near Natchez, Mississippi and if you pull up a map it's like way down there. It's way down there. Yeah. But, um, so. Yeah, it's the South South. Mm-hmm. So there was this time, I forget the name of the time, but it was basically a great migration from the South up to the North, particularly places like New York, Chicago. Detroit. Detroit. Yep. Um, yep. Because of the auto industries. Mm-hmm. Everyone had... You gotta go where the jobs uh, are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't go someplace that doesn't have jobs. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So you know, Chicago was they had all kinds of opportunities in Chicago. It was yeah. building city. New York, there's uh, so much going on New there. New York, yep. And then New York was getting huge because the the cotton that was being picked was being mailed or sh- not mailed shipped up to New York during slavery. So that's why New York is such a fashion hub now. Yeah, because they had all the textiles. Had, yeah, what's clothing made out of? Yeah. What was it yeah. made out of? It was made out of cotton. Yeah. How did they get all that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Where do they, so, how do they, well, so, I, so I'm friends with a local um, uh, tail, uh, master tailor. Mm-hmm. And he, he does, he builds all the stuff here and then showcases it. I mean, he does a lot of stuff that's local, but all the suits and stuff. He has to sell in New York because that's where the fashion hub is. That's where it's all done. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the place. Mm-hmm. All the yeah. models, all of the like high end designer stuff is all coming from New York. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're the portal to the European world as well because they get a lot. There's a lot of back and forth, but that's where all the shipping happens. That's where all the thoughts and ideas are being processed back and forth. Exactly. You know I mean, yeah, and, you know, yeah, you're during right. slavery. I'm not. I'm not one to. Uh, I don't think black people are greater than white people. I don't think it, I, anybody's. I think we're all equal, and I don't think this country was strictly built on the work labor of black people but i do think we had a big influence on it and during slavery a lot of these companies were or not companies these cities that we were talking about yeah before the blacks were free to move there a lot of these cities were benefiting off of the products being made and then the black folks moved to these cities and basically made them what they are yeah now essentially not just them i'm not i'm not saying that they're the vital well, part of it but like they definitely had a big part of it and that's why a lot of these cities are run down now too they don't care yeah well you know? part of it is too the industry's gone like or it's yeah i don't know i've talked to a lot of people about this too because the top top 10 richest counties in the world in the 50s, 60s, 70s, were Detroit, Chicago, New York. Yeah. Where are the top 10 today, specifically? If you look right now, top 10 richest counties in the world, are in the, world, in the United States, are right around D.C. I believe it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's something there, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So where, where's the money going to? It's going to, Paul, to, to grease the wheels that make the industry run. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's so, I'm not trying to, but yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. Then, then, so, so that's what brought your your grandmother. Yeah, that's up what, yeah. There, there's to a, Chicago. Mm-hmm, there's an area in Chicago, and I feel terrible for not remembering the name off the top of my head. Where black people moved, and you can still go see statues and read about it today. So we were part of those black people that migrated up there migrated up there in large uh, groups so we were uh, that's kind of how we started you know my great grandmother had more kids and then we branched out a little bit Um, her son had my mother Mm -hmm. and uh, then my mother ended up having me at 16. Now, my mother was, and you wouldn't think this seeing her now, like if you know, if you didn't know this, you wouldn't think it at all, but she was, she was pretty crazy. She was reckless. She, she loved dating gangbangers. She loved just like, the she, thrill. Yeah, she, she yeah. fight. Adrenaline. She, mm-hmm. Yeah. So my dad was a very heavy, very heavy GD. Very heavy. And um, basically, we didn't, it was pretty much just us. Like we did have support from our family a little bit. Yeah. But they had all grown up poor too. They had just migrated from Mississippi 
Yeah. Less than 30 years. And your great grandmother's like 30 years older than your mom. With a so ninth she's, grade education. Yeah. And she's trying to scrape. She's still, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, um, we ended up moving to Indiana because my mother had a sister here. She, my mother's sister had moved to Indiana. She got married, um, met her husband out here and my mom was 16. We didn't have anywhere to go. She did, or my mom wasn't 16. She was 16 when I was born. So she was, she had only been like 23. So you're young, like five, yeah, four yeah, or five. I was pretty yeah. young. Yeah. And, um, we moved here cause she didn't want me to grow up around the stuff she did. She knew I would join a gang one way or another and which gangs aren't all bad, but there are, yeah, it can yeah. it can take you down a path. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's an echo chamber. You think in one way, you all start group thinking one way, mm-hmm. and it's like there's a lot more to exactly. There's a lot more to this. There's it's great to have community. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with community, exactly. and you need that. But when you start just like focusing in on the only thing is this right here, you know, think of the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And she's probably she's living through that. She's dealing with that. She understands that. She's like, I don't want... So she moves to Indiana. Mm-hmm. And she sees what happens to all these young black men, including my father and his only brother. Um, all her prom dates are dead. She wow. went to prom three times, too. They're all dead. Wow. Um, just wow. majority of the... Not majority of the people she went to school with, but majority of the people she was friends with, yeah, uh, males are dead at this point. Do you think that's is that directly from gang activity, or would that be from things like? I mean, that's probably a loaded question, honestly, because there's a lot more of a nuance that happens in on that gang activity, but then also being put in prison and then dealing with the prison and that type of cycle as well that takes yeah. you in. See, there's just, then, there's so much. It's it's set up in Chicago for the cycles to keep repeating themselves. Yeah. And if you if you can't find a job, what are you gonna do? You're yeah. you're gonna rob, you're gonna steal, you're gonna kill somebody. Yeah. And or sell. Or sell. Yeah. Or sell. Which, and somebody else is going to... Then gonna you're rob, stick up, mm-hmm. steal and, from and you as well. Yeah. And that's not even if you're in a gang. If you're in a gang, and you you just get spotted. You can, yeah. You'll, you'll, you can get you killed on the spot. Yeah. Like, just, just for... Like, they don't even have to know your name. Yeah. They, they just, just know you're affiliated with these people. Yeah, so... Yeah. It, so she didn't want me to grow up and have to deal with that a lot and yeah what I was able to appreciate was we lived so close to Chicago still that I could I could be around it 
I could speak to the people or be around the people that had to deal with it every day. I could see how it affected my family and all that, but I could come back to my own area where I didn't have to worry about yeah all the things I would have to worry about. Yeah, you could slip into that world and slip out mm-hmm. into your actual home and yeah, yeah. So thanks. So that's how you got to Goshen. So that's how we ended up in Goshen, and we we moved into a one bedroom basement apartment. Me and my mom. That's all we could afford at the time. And she was still going to school. And uh, she now has her doctorate. And she's been... She's taught at over 10 schools. And oh, wow. Worked, worked for United Way. She does all kinds of stuff now. Yeah. Making but moves. Making moves. <laughs> Danny, get her on the podcast. She, for real, she, yeah. She knows a lot of people. Yeah, too. just from here. What's... Is she still in the Goshen area? Mm-hmm. Okay. She lives... Um, I forget the name of her. Around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it's just interesting, like, coming home to a dog and a pool in the backyard, because I was the only one that... Um, I was the only one born when we first moved to Indiana. Yeah. I was the only one born in Chicago. My siblings don't know what that basement apartment was like. Right, right. My stepdad doesn't know what that basement apartment was like. Only me and my mother remember that basement apartment. So yeah. Like, you probably still remember a little bit of Chicago, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. coming home to the dog and the in-ground pool in the backyard, it's just, <laughs> it's just kind of like... Low-key blow your mind a little bit after, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely different lifestyle. Completely, yeah. It inspires me to be like she had nothing handed to her and was able to do that. So like, I have to get off my ass. The thing is, right now you come back home to a dog and a pool, but where you're where you're gonna be at her age, you know, she'll come and visit you, and it'll be like a twelve car garage. And, uh, you know and what I mean? See, like, you just build off of the level of your parents. She says that's her goal, actually. Yeah. Yeah, she wants us to exceed. But she's exceeded. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not doing better than her necessarily. but Yeah. You're taking a different age. path, but you've she's already given you so much more than she had exactly. herself. Exactly. Like, 100%. And, and so you if, you, if you pursue it and you go after it, you will be able to succeed to the level or even farther than she has for sure that's what every good parent should be doing i think so that's that's so cool mm-hmm. yeah your mom's cool yeah, she's a, she she's got some stories for you man i'm uh, oh, sure i'm oh, sure she's she's seen a lot of shit i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure she's experienced i bet that was such a hard transition going from chicago to goshen Oh, she, she, she she was severely depressed when yeah. she first left Chicago. Because well, because she's leaving the community, her community. Mm-hmm. And it's just like coming to Amish town. And there's <laughs> nothing here compared to Chicago. Nothing. Like she could get on the bus and literally do anything whenever she wanted. And she came out here. She didn't have friends. She was black with a. Uh, little black boy so of course everybody looked at us like oh single mother yeah probably on welfare <laughs> you know 
I hope not. I hope so, people didn't think that. But oh, they you probably did. did. Yeah. Hey, that's, they yeah. definitely did. Uh, can, I, can I just talk about that specific point? What's interesting is now they're... I don't think single motherhood with, with kids is a race thing anymore. No. I think it was maybe 15, 20 years ago. But now it's just like... I see so many single mothers with kids. And it's not... It's all different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. All different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting. I don't know what I think. It's just like, it's very interesting. Yep. But it was weird that that was a stigma for a while. You guys were just experiencing the wave before everyone else was. You're like the hipsters. <laughs> right. Single mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something. Yeah. We were single mothers before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're right. <laughs> right. It's like, I think part of the reason for that is like, we haven't even been able to raise kids for that long. Yeah. We haven't even been able to raise kids for it's 150 years yet yeah so like uh, it had to take a few generations to work through the kinks and stuff do you see that this generation is different than the generations before you it's it's weird it's it's definitely different yeah but it's dealing with the same struggle because what i see is there was a cycle with your great-grandmother your grandfather your mom and now you're out you're out of that cycle like you didn't have a kid when you were 15, 16. Right. Like that cycle right there has been broken. So you have a totally different cycle. And a, a cycle of poverty from what I heard. With your, oh my goodness. And your mom is out of that cycle. So you're getting out of that cycle as well. So there's like a bunch of different. Your mom was someone who pushed through that. Like she was a leader and pushed through that. Like mad props to her. Not easy at all. Took yeah. some sacrifices. Moved to, to Indiana where she didn't know anyone to, to like. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. So yeah. now you, now you're in a spot where they're, but there's old cycles still pulling you in. You know what I mean? Like that's because yeah. for any family, I feel that like I have those cycles sometimes too. Like there's things that are just in my DNA. You know what I mean? Because that's how it is. Yeah, yep. That's how we are as humans. But yeah, I don't know. That's extremely true. Everything you just said is very true. So I just so. think that's you're probably dealing with old stuff, but also you're in a whole new plane too. Mm-hmm. Your whole yeah. new playing field, yeah. Yep. So. And then without having my biological father around, she yeah. doesn't really like. There's certain things I just can't ask advice from her. Yeah, because she just. Well, you're a fifty-fifty mix. I mean, maybe not fifty-fifty, but she only knows half of you, or mm-hmm. can only talk to half of things. Mm-hmm. Where's so? What's it? Where's your biological father at? He's he's somewhere in the Chicago area. Um, he he was more into gang banging than being a father. Yeah, as most seventeen year old black kids in Chicago were. So uh, I actually I've seen him a couple times. Um, my mom. We used to go to Chicago all the time when we first moved here and for years just because that's all we knew. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, it makes it easy, too. My mom ran into his mom at the grocery store. I was nine years old. And we got his number. She asked if I wanted to meet him. I met him. We hung out a couple of times, and then that was it. Still, I haven't seen him since 2004. Wow. And... No, I'm not really upset about it. Like, it would have been cool to have a dad, but at the same time, like now, I'm going to be a 10 times better father than I would have been 
I understand the necessity of a father. Yeah. And a child. Yeah, because you went through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you know what you missed, and so you're going to give that to the next generation because you don't want to miss that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what's a 17 year old game that you're going to teach me? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, not clearly, anything good. Right. Clearly didn't teach his brother anything. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. You, you, I didn't need him. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy, so though. Long story short, that is how we got to Goshen. Got to Goshen in the long run. Yeah. yeah. So, what are you doing now? Like, from Goshen, lived in Goshen, grew up in Goshen. That's how I met you, because we had similar friends. We, and this was like maybe even pre college. This was like right before I started college. I yeah, met you. Like the year before, two years before. Mm-hmm. Easy. Um, so right now I'm just working on finishing school. Um, I'm going for communications. I want to do something with media. Uh, I used to be set on that being music, but the more I get into fashion and the more people tell me that I need to do something with fashion, I, I've been drawn to that more. I wanna I wanna do something where I can entertain multiple people somehow. Um I don't know how I don't know what that's gonna be, honestly. Like I, I know radio's always been around, that's why I wanted to do music, but like fashion right now too is fashion is at I've never seen high. anything like it. Yeah. yeah. Like I've Yeah. I've never seen so many Specifically people. maybe men's fashion. I don't know about women's fashion very much, but I just know it is more of a like you it, and yeah, you can keep talking about. It, but yeah, I've seen that. I've seen mm-hmm. more and more men being more fashionable. Mm-hmm. Where in yeah. the past they just wear whatever. Yeah, and I I don't know what it is that really started that, but Instagram. It, yeah, Insta, Instagram. I don't know. I just it, Instagram. You're probably right. And rap becoming more mainstream. People want to look like rappers and want to dress like rappers. Yeah, they cool want to wear the brands. That I see the, and I don't. I don't think this is all rapper. Well, but I see the rappers that wear those like satchel bags. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and like yeah. that's become a mainstream. I think that was probably a European thing. For oh, that, sure, beforehand. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think it. And, and like, but it migrated, and it may have been in fashion culture, but I think rap culture took it and ran with it, and that's how it's become mainstream in, in the United States. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm. That's just something I've observed. I'm oh like, yeah, oh, that's very interesting. Do you know who Skepta is? Have you ever heard of him? Yeah, Skepta from the UK. Yeah. Uh, they call. He's a road boy. Do you know what a road boy is? No. It's like, basically, it's the the word in UK for like somebody who is into trouble like likes oh, okay. to get into trouble yeah like maybe sells drugs just like a bad boy yeah they usually wear black and um Skepta 
is a road boy. They wear North Faces and the, the Satchel Bags. Oh. When he started getting popular, that was like 2016, 2017. Did, did Drake pull him in? Was he yeah, on those Drake yeah. tracks? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Drake, Drake put him on for sure. Yeah. Well, Drake but, Drake is big into the, the UK scene anyways. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. I so. had someone on and we were talking about because um, this guy that I talked to, Scott uh, Gamble. Do you know Scott Gamble? I know. He, he's from the UK and has moved here um, four years ago and was big into like dubstep and that type of scene okay. and battle rapping and ciphers and stuff. And he said Drake loved battle rapping. And so that's brought oh, him yeah. into the, the UK scene. And that's kind of how the UK scene has been bridged over. Not totally. That's not all his words, but that was kind of the gist of it. Yeah, that, so that's really interesting. He Drake is a huge battle rap fan, and yeah. I, I like battle rap. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say like I've actually learned myself that um, a lot of a lot of rap is influenced from battle rap. Really? Yeah. The more I watch battle rap, I've never been like a diehard fan. But yeah, I watch it uh, recreationally. I've heard yeah. so many. <laughs> I've heard so many lines used, like from bad rap to yeah, mainstream. just switch and tweak just a little bit. Yeah, because they're saying crazy shit. Honestly. They are though. They're decent. They're really fucking good. Right yeah, off right off, <laughs> and that's another thing. Right yeah, off the head, because yeah. you yeah. have to diss somebody. Yeah, so you have to think of like you yeah. can write some of it. Yeah, I think but, a portion of it is written, mm-hmm. but I think they're re- responding to. Like, what was exactly. just said, right? So they have to be able to to make some, maybe the first sixteen or the first thirty two have to be literally uh, an attack on what they were just attacked off of, mm-hmm. and then they can go back into the stuff that they wrote. But yeah, because they use the words that were just said, exactly. and switch it around exactly, so switch. you know they yeah, they can mm-hmm. they kind of just make some people's brains work like that yeah yeah low key yeah that quick yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I love I yeah I love that though. If someone can freestyle that fast or think about that, that that that's another level of just like mm-hmm. that we're not used to. And a lot of people yeah. just write their raps, uh, and that's okay. There's not a problem. Do. There's like, not a problem. All I can do is write. I, I can't. I can't Same. like just. Yeah. I can't come up with shit off the top of my head that just sounds good and like. Yeah. I don't understand how people come up with metaphors. Off know. the top of their head yeah, and just make it rhyme, dude. Roll away. Just no ceiling after metaphor. No ceiling is like, amazing. How yeah. do he compares anything that could be compared? Yeah, and it just, makes sense. It does. Like, it, it's kind of. You crazy. just look at him and you're like, how? <laughs> he's <laughs> how on in the world? Dude. Yeah, <laughs> on drugs all the time, <laughs> bro. Yeah, he's leaving twenty four seven. It was, but Lil Wayne is beautiful. Lil Wayne is beautiful. He is one of the greatest. I think. Now, I don't think he's the greatest rapper for sure, but I think he is someone in the early two thousands that set the course oh, of hip hop for a little bit. Dude, <laughs> he's set the course for hip hop now, because you got to think like, first of all, fashion wise, people weren't wearing skinny jeans. They yeah. weren't trying to look like skaters. They yeah. didn't have dreads. They weren't. As covered in tattoos, yeah. they weren't yeah. trying to be punk. Yeah. They weren't using auto tune, and if they were, they were getting shit for it. T Pain got mm-hmm. so he much, got so much shit yep. for it. Yep, but he made songs with Lil Wayne. He did, and now you got all these kids that are they dreadheaded, tatted up, skate, wear skinny jeans, yeah. drink lean. Yeah, we have a whole uh, 
um, genre of rap right now that is like that emo rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, uh-huh. I don't, no, like it's not Juice Playboy. World. Juice, Juice World, World yeah. yeah. Juice World is literally, and I feel those. I mean, it's not all Lil Wayne, but you can feel there's a little bit of Lil Wayne in there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, he definitely paved the door, and yeah. then you, like, now you got guys singing on stuff, and you can give Drake credit to that, but yeah. who signed him? Yeah. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Yeah. Who's, yeah. He signed Nicki Minaj, too. Yeah. Like, so it's. Yeah, Nicki Lil Minaj Wayne. was Wayne the first. Wayne knew what he was doing when he got yeah, oh sure. yeah, oh yeah. Bro. <laughs> yeah, now nah, he's Lil Wayne's a smart, smart fellow. That's what's beautiful about it. It's like, and he, he exceeded <coughs> so well at what he's doing. He's done so much. Do you remember when he dropped a rock album? I yeah. do with the guitar. He doesn't know how to play guitar. <laughs> he's trash. So don't let him fool you into thinking. He's garbage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I. <laughs> No. He did what he had to do then, at least, because I thought he was good. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was all right. I was like, a okay. A lot of it wasn't him, though. It's yeah. A thing. Like, Someone else playing. He wasn't playing those the live. He had the guitar, but he would do random shit. He, <laughs> oh, he didn't play the yeah. whole song. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Still goat. Still goat. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's, I, I went to a Lil Wayne concert once. The only probably real concert I've gone to, Lil Wayne concert. That's yeah, good. I saw yeah. him and Drake together. It was incredible. Oh, I bet. It was just the greatest. Yeah, he was supposed to go. Oh, like, <sighs> and I it was only 40 bucks, bro. Oh, that's so cheap. Mm-hmm. You like, they, yeah. that's so cheap. <laughs> it was Drake and Lil Wayne battling each other. Like no Capcom sponsored like Capcom yeah sponsored app that you voted for who was doing the better show like the you downloaded the app go to the concert yeah go to the concert who you want to go first you vote on the app it shows on the screen who's voting Wayne went first. They just went back and forth, like talking shit, <laughs> and just like they knew they were just they were hyping everyone yeah, up yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah and yeah. you could tell they were joking. Yeah. And then you voted at the end on the app for who did the best, and then they did all their like songs together. That's cool. It, it was they do have a couple songs bucks. together too, which they is had, great. No, they too. had hell. They yeah. had like. Yeah. Oh, they have a they decent amount. Yeah. yeah. Forever. Like I can think yeah. of multiple ones. But yeah. Forever, the motto. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going in. I'm going in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 They just have a lot of stuff. HYFR. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is. Yeah. Freaking Lil Wayne. But um, going back to fashion, which I think was where we kind of went off on to oh, that yeah. tangent a little bit. So that's what you want to get into. But you want to entertain a lot of people through it. So like, what does that fashion look like? See, that's where I'm kind of stuck right now. Because um, I know at one point you came over, we hung out, and you tell me about your, you're doing stuff with Arvo Jess, you're going to do this and this and this. Like, you've you've had those thoughts in your mind for a minute. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's, like, what has evolved to where you're at now, but, like, but there were there were things, there were, like, seeds being planted, mm-hmm. thoughts being, like, sprouted at that time when we talked. You, you, see, you're, you're literally reading my mind. <laughs> it's crazy. 
that lets me know you actually listen when oh, I'm talking to 100%. you too, because uh, I'm surprised you remember. Like, uh, I have a weird mind. I remember a lot of stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, and I, I I intentionally listen to people. Like when people talk to me, I want to listen to what they have to say, even if it's like crap. It doesn't matter. I still like take it in. Not that I'm saying that what you said was crap. <laughs> no, I, at I all, bro. Really I don't think that at all. <laughs> but I do. I listen. I like to listen to people. A lot of people mm. don't feel listened to on a level. Mm. Like a lot of people talk and people are just are waiting till they can talk. Mm-hmm. And like for me, I, I want to be able to listen to you. And then that helps me out a lot because then I can remember specific things about people. And it just it just makes them feel like oh, Tim actually cares. That makes and that's, sense. Yeah. So. We need more people like Tim. Low key. I'll have a bunch of kids. I was talking to someone the other day that, um, that who was against World of Records, the woman, the the woman who had the most kids in the world had sixty kids. So I'm trying yeah. to get sixty one, bro. Sixty one little yeah. Timmons. You it's know what I'm saying? For you, bro, because you don't have to go, bro. You can you can get ten in a day if you want. To, <laughs> like, you don't have to have the child. So. That's true. Yeah, like, I could just literally you could just adopt a bunch of just them. There's a lot that's needed, dude. There's a, lot. There's a yeah. lot that's needed. Yeah, they need your genes. <laughs> Stop. You need to start dropping loads on these girls. <laughs> okay, dude, <laughs> like, I, I don't disagree with you. I'll say that. I don't disagree <laughs> with you on that. But yeah. yeah. All right. So tell me about the fashion, bro. Like, I'm sorry. I, I went on talking about Timmy for a little bit, but okay. So like, as far as fashion goes for me, I used to be a really ugly kid, and um, I I started to notice that. Well, I really noticed that no matter what a celebrity looked like, they would still look good. Yeah, they still look good and they still pull females. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can at least, I can at least dress good. So it it was really in about 2010 where I, like, I started getting into fashion. Like, I was, I was always into it, but. It was that was when I started like caring about my outfits. Like, I I started caring about what other people thought. I started watching celebrities, and in all fashion trickles down from rappers. What rappers wear six later will be popular. Six six, years later. Six months later. Yeah. Six six later. Six later. Six months later. It will. Be, be popular. popular. That's just yeah. how it it happens every time, and I and I caught on to that um, when I was young. So you would see what that person's wearing, so you buy it, or I'd see I'd see their style. Yeah, I'd see the rapper style in general. I'd say, okay, yeah, if they're dressing like that, this then, is what this is gonna be popular. Yeah, them and. Um, no no mean to be offensive to the Asian community uh, when I say this, but the Asian community has always been so far ahead in the fashion game. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like they they've been doing things that they started when I first moved to Bloomington they're just now catching on to everybody yeah. else yeah. they know what they're doing before anyone else had Yeezys big time they had Yeezys huge trendsetters yeah so that's what got me into fashion and I was always into it um because 
like I said, I was an ugly kid, but then I started going to shoe releases and making money. And my parents saw my my first shoe flip. They saw me buy a pair of shoes for $160 and sell them for $250 after I'd already worn them. And they were like, oh, okay, we understand now why you would spend that much, why you care so much. Right, right. So, oh, these shoes are not shoes that decrease in value; they increase in value. Yeah, see, like okay, uh, okay, people, yeah, you can get into this. It's not a problem. It's you're not wasting your money. Yeah, it, it's just like if and it's something you enjoy. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like you would have to. I was just telling them earlier today. You would have to go wait in line the week before to get a ticket sign your name with your ID you'd have to have an ID keep that ticket for a week bring it back the next week to pick up your shoe wow and and that was like when was this what year was this this was I started really doing it in 2013 so it was going on a little before then but I want to say from about like 2012 2013 because now Five no, years, six years later, it's all online. Yeah, it's and all people are online. doing with bot, with with bots and and or sent yeah. Sometimes, um, like the big stores, they'll do raffles. You go in and get raffle tickets. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of people poaching mm-hmm. milling, and, and so they're like, let's mm-hmm. do a lottery system so that yeah, exactly. So yeah, a little yeah, yeah. So the more I. I just kept learning things about fashion. I kept learning that, like, first, being ugly, if you have a nice outfit, kind of cancels that out. Then I learned, oh, shit, making money off shoes that I already like anyway is a thing. That's cool. So I started doing that. It got to a point where I built up enough of a wardrobe that people who already knew how to dress or were already doing what I was doing began to talk to me or like bring me in and so I I just got super deep yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. I moved to Bloomington and we had a mall like super close so I was able to stay pretty fresh like the brands I wear don't you don't usually find them at the mall um and that's just because I don't like to wear the same pe- things I see okay. other people yeah. in. Yeah. Um, so I would stay kind of fresh and I would meet people. But then they opened the two stores that I've been interning at. It was when they did that that sent me to the level that I'm on now. Um, because now I didn't have to go all the way to India or Chicago to get the stuff that you want to get the stuff I want I could wake up and walk five minutes and get this stuff every single day and I I became close with the store owners like one of them the one store they invited me to all-star weekend with them in Charlotte paid for the hotel and everything so I went with these store owners to just go hang out in Charlotte buy 
clothes. Buy clothes, yeah. shoes. Trends. What's the next thing? What's mm-hmm. going to be the future of your store? Yeah. So they see you as, as almost like an expert in the industry. Low yeah. key. Or, or yeah. someone that they vibe with. And yeah, they're like, hey, I think this guy has a good taste. Let's bring them in. Let's show them the process. Let's do that. They, you've seen my Snapchats. I'm yeah. behind the counter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm behind the counter messing As with a, whatever I want to. Yeah. Um, and these stores have been open less than a year and a half. Wow. And it's they. A lot of people tell me that. I have, and I don't mean to say this to be cocky, but just a lot of people tell me that I have a certain eye for for fashion and putting fits together. Yeah. Yeah. And I can keep a conversation going, like if we're talking about old vintage stuff or if we're talking about, you know, Gucci and all that, I can keep a conversation going because it's going on 10 years. It's 2010 when I first got into fashion. So you have such a long history and, and knowledge. I've seen over like, a oh, that reminds me of this and this trend's coming in here. Yeah. And that's how this is going to work out here because like, I've seen this combination before in a different vibe, low key. This was the vibe mm-hmm. here, and now we're just going to shift it a bit this way. I see that, dude. I've seen the whole. I've been watching fashion change and develop for a whole decade. I've been seeing the patterns, things have gone wrong. Yeah. And so. When those stores open, when I started hanging out with them more, um, a couple of them I already knew before the stores opened, so we're we're text level friends. All both stores, they'll text me, they'll Facetime me. I never pay full price for stuff down there. That's why I have so much shit. I don't even have money like that. Yeah, I just they hook you up. They hook me up all yeah. the time. So it was meeting all the other people similar to me down there. And there's a pretty big group of them. Um, Damon has kind of seen the community down there. There's a pretty big community. And we all know each other um, one way or another. Yeah. And it wasn't until this last couple years where I really thought that maybe fashion should be the route I go instead of doing something with music and it's not only because I love fashion so much but it's just people I take in to accountability what I take into account what people tell me when you're talking to them like or just like people who are in the industry that they tell you or Both. like oh, okay. Um. So I talk about like a consumer, like someone who was looking for a new fit. Or are you talking about all of that? All, all of, of that. Okay. Like he can tell you, Damon. If if you were to put together outfits of stuff you bought from me. How much? How long do you think you can go? Weeks. <laughs> Weeks. Weeks. And it's all usually really original shit, which is really cool. And I know it'll fit him. I know he'll like it. And so many people have told me that you just—I just have an eye for that sort of thing. 
and I have an eye for putting eye outfits together. And that's what's gotten me more into it as the last year and a half, two years. So I'm still not, and that's another reason why I'm moving to Chicago. Because I know whichever route I go, whether it be fashion or whether it be radio and music, I will have the outlets there. I will have the people there. I'll the community, the networking, the yeah. Because mm-hmm. what you have in Bloomington is just a micro level of what could be, what is in Chicago. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I, I'm I'm vibing perfect. with you. I feel it. Yeah, because what what you're doing here, you'll just replicate that in Chicago and then grow to even on a just on a, a greater whole level. level. Yeah, yeah. So if I can, I know if I can walk into a store, get so cool with their store owner within a week that he'll invite me over states with him. I know I can do that in a in a bigger place yeah. where it actually matters. And now I actually have these references, these people that will write, like, hey, this dude knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He's saying, call this guy up and talk to him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, store, oh, yeah, you're credible. Store okay. Will do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, crazy. So I'm, I think that's, that's what I'm going to do when I go to Chicago, just decide what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be something with music or fashion. And they go so hand-in-hand anyways. It, they kind yeah. of play off of each other in a way. And you know, big time. I want to know how to uh, balance those things, too. Yeah. I would love to, like, I'd love to be a sane Kanye West. A sane Kanye West. Like, we don't have to get into his album, but... Yeah. His newest one? Yes. Or the one where he was mentally... The yay. His newest one. His newest one. We don't have to get into it, but... I'm down to get into his, it. I would love no, to know what you think <laughs> on it. I mean, I would love to know what you think on it. I would love to know what you think on it. Well, you know, oh, we don't have to, but what, I, I would love to know. Maybe okay. off this podcast we can talk about Oh, but, no. I mean, if I don't mind talking about it. But we can go back to the fashion, but I want to know what you think about Kanye West. Um, What I think about it is... Because we talked a little bit about this on Twitter. Like, low-key. And you made some solid but I think because of Kanye's track record because of his genius marketing skills because of his his track record of just doing things out of just completely out of random not making any sense, but it makes sense to him, and he'll be just die hard. He'll th- this is what he's about right now, and that's what Kanye's on right now. It's been mental health. It's been yeah, Trump Africa, for a little while. It's Trump for a little yeah. while. It's, it's Beyonce like, versus Taylor Swift for a minute. His pink polo. Uh-huh, you know, he's uh-huh. got. You see it all the way back. You see all the way back. Slavery was a choice. Slavery was a choice. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like, man. Yeah. I think he was talking about mentally. Yeah, but the way yeah. he put he put yeah, it. He, yeah, he worded that so yeah. terrible. Yeah. But it's just like. Because yeah. I think there are people who do right now physically 
uh, do things and it's their choice to keep them in those cycles and those thought processes and that stuff. And I think that's what he's talking to, but the way it came out. Yeah. And he was being part of Candace Owens. I'm not a big fan of Candace Owens no. at all. Like the no. TPE, uh, uh, Turning Point USA, which is like that conservative part that she's a part of. Uh-huh. Like they are just literally, there's some shady stuff happening there too. They're grifting. They're making money off of old white people. More power to them, I guess. But, like, I'm not going to follow them. And neither should Kanye. Kanye should not have thrown his money into that. Yeah. Or so. thrown his support into the back of that. But, but that's yeah, that, that's what he did, you know. And slavery is not a choice. is what he's going to be remembered for. Not totally. He's going to remember for a lot of things, I think. Kanye's done so a lot of things. very iconic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're talking about auto-tune. And, you know, you said Lil Wayne and T-Pain. I mean, 808 and Heartbreaks was pretty much all auto-tune. That was Kanye prior to Lil Wayne. Yes, so, true, so yeah. to be honest, the auto tune did come from Kanye, which is a trendsetter for a lot of stuff. It, and it, it, when Kanye talks about him being a genius musician, like there is, there's a lot of people. Are like, oh, you know, I mean, South Park even made fun of him. You know, yeah. he's like oh, yeah. multiple times, multiple times. <laughs> yeah. But there's a little truth to that where he's done a lot of stuff. I think there's a lot of hip hop, which is now the dominant. Dominant music being played, dominant genre. Oh, it's definitely. It's now, it's now hip hop country. Yeah. It's now hip hop rock. It's, it's now hip hop. Th- it's hip hop first as a basis, yes. and then whatever genre on top of that that they're going to collaborate with. Mm-hmm. And that really came from, I think, this is my personal biased opinion, Kanye, in the early two thousands, and he was influenced really by other people. So. But I think a lot of stuff has come from Kanye. You think it, all autotune stuff? You, I mean, you like think all the. the uh, this is, I've never heard anybody say that, and I'm, I'm not saying I disagree with you I, at all. But I am not a huge, um, I'm a hip-hop fan, but I'm not well-versed, but I think Kanye influenced a lot of people. Kanye influenced Drake. A lot of Drake's oh. music comes from Kanye. Mm-hmm. A li- like, you know, all the auto-tune stuff, all of the people we're hearing now with, like, you know, Lil Pump and, and all of those people who are using the auto-tune stuff, that comes from he's, Kanye as well. He's like, using the auto-tune, but whose persona is he using? Right. Yeah, well, he's like, using he's using like Tupac's persona. He's using that Lil Wayne's persona. Lil, Lil Wayne's Pump. persona. Lil yeah. Pump. He he has dreadlocks. Yeah. He sips well, beer. I'm talking about the persona of hey, I I'm a I'm a I'm bad as you know I can do whatever I want. I'm a gangster. That comes from early nineties. You know, I mean, what do whatever you want. Well, well, yeah, you're. Yeah. I can see that because Tupac was like reckless. Tupac said whatever he wanted. You you know what mm-hmm. I mean. He yeah. wasn't beating in uh, Bentley windows, though. No. Thing. Yeah. But, is that I mean, is that a uh, Lil Pump? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, Lil I Pump. mean, it's a different time, and Lil Pump is younger, so yeah. I, yeah. that's a very solid point you just made. Yeah. Um, I think because that's that's a whole movement of of hip hop was a freedom of expression to say whatever, to do whatever. I'm gonna just say this is who I am. I'm I'm bad. I'm gonna do whatever. You can't mess with me. And if you do mess with me, I mean, you'll get shot. Because <laughs> I'm a badass, you know what I mean, and, yeah, I and that's that has been the strain for a long time of hip hop. Now it's diverging into all this other stuff. Like now we have sad boy rap and all that stuff. Like you know what I mean, like which is cool, yeah. but a lot of that came from Drake and came from Kanye. And, and I, don't I don't know. Care. It all branches, it all branches. But I think Kanye was a big branch to a lot of the hip hop that we see today. Oh, absolutely. My like, personal opinion, and I'm not an expert. I'm not a scholar. This is just something that I've seen. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, what was cool about driving back to 
um, Chicago every weekend and having a mother that wasn't that old me was I was so I'm 24 now so she's 40 uh, yeah so like at 8 years old I would I would have had an 8 year old kid right now I can't imagine having an 8 year old child yeah but I would have we'd have an hour and a half two hours sometimes in the car and all we'd have time to do is listen to music so I could that's how I became a fan. That's how I yeah. gained all the knowledge that I gained about that genre specifically because we would listen to it for hours. I would know who was on the radio every weekend. I would know when the new songs came on or came out every weekend. Um, and I will say there's a few people that I've heard over the years that I knew were gonna change music. 50 Cent. For sure. I knew he was gonna be a mogul. Like all the club music he's made, yeah. like he's he's yeah. he's the club artist. And he's actually a good rapper. He has bars. He is, yeah. Kanye West. I and he, he was, was that gangster. Too. Yeah, and yeah. he was he that gangster. It. There's no yeah. doubt about it. When there was no one else. He was that thug. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In the yeah. real one. In the real yeah. one. Like, and he was he was ripped and he was all yeah, he was yeah. so ripped where all yep. these and, and he, he, had, he Yeah, he was he, not the he one. He got shot nine times yep. and would wear that vest every time he yeah. Oh bro. Yeah. Like, come yeah. On. yeah. Come on. Don't play with it. He sold a million albums first week after the after it had been leaked. So yeah, before. yeah. Like so, people had already heard it and still went and bought a, over a million physical copies of his shit. I yeah. I had never seen anything like it. I remember that because he was just like many men on the radio, uh, twenty one questions on mm-hmm. the radio, in the club in the radio, uh, yep. PIMP on the radio, yep. Magic Stick on the radio. Yeah, like you could just candy shop. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he was all over the radio. Yeah. The next person I saw to really do it around where I was hearing music from was Kanye. Kanye, yeah. And they were coming up kind of at the same time. Mm-hmm. They were. Uh, Kanye was a little newer because uh, in the club came out in 2002. And uh, Kanye started in like 03, 04. But I remember like Jesus Walks was yep. on the radio, Through the Wire, yep. on the Gold radio. Digger. Gold Come Digger, on, dude, all that's a classic. over the fucking radio. Yep. So, when I, <laughs> I heard, it too. when I first heard Drake, yeah. and I don't even remember the first Drake song I heard. Um, oh no, it was Best I Ever Had. I was going to yeah. say Best hated I Ever it. Had. I hated yeah. it at first. I was just like, because I thought, so. I didn't know he could yeah yeah and then I heard him rap and just rap I was waiting for him to sing but all he did was spit bars and I was just like this man is a genius yeah like he can sing a full song and spit bars I said he's going to take over and I said there's people I can attest this I said he's going to surpass Wayne Wayne has had his time this dude is young as fuck 
only one singing and spitting bars on tracks. Yeah. He's he took to he took what was hip hop at the time and mixed it with R B R and B. Uh-huh. And, and R and B there was two genres mm-hmm. and they were very similar running down this very similar thing like veins and he brought well, them he together. He blended it so yep. well. Yep. And then he just got better at singing and yep. rapping. Yep. And then yeah, I knew he was so but now you have those three people. You have everybody wanting to be a gangster, claiming they carry a gun. Yeah. They're wearing bulletproof vests like right. 50 did. Right. Um, claiming they sold drugs. You got people using auto tune like Kanye. Yeah. People just being weird as shit and being, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's fine yeah. now. Uh, go on yeah. any SoundCloud song, you'll hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll and hear that weird. Just what sells. Yeah. And then you got people, even J Cole and Kendrick, they won't sing, sing, but every rapper has a song where they now try to like kind of sing, get a little like, vibe to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little poppy mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. yep. And those three people, <coughs> I feel like those three people, for me. From what I've seen, inspired that. Yeah, lot. yeah. Those those are like the three. I would agree with you for sure. For sure, Fifty Cent and Kanye didn't they have like a beef? And well, what they said who would sell it first, whatever. And then then Fifty Cent lost, and he went into TV and film. I remember that. I don't remember that well. I just remember uh, that. Yeah, it that was, it wasn't necessarily like a a, a beef. It's like, like a competition. Yeah, and it, it was unfriendly competition for yeah, sure. Yeah, but um, Fifty said if Kanye outsold him, he would stop rapping, and Kanye outsold him, and uh, people refer to that as there's a Double XL article titled "The Day Gangster Rap Died." And that was that, and people say it was the day when Kanye. Outsold Fifty Cent. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just like it's it's completely different now though. Rap rap before that day changed. That day, like literally, if you would go back to that day, I forget the release date. Listen to rap before. It's all and listen to rap now. Yeah, like it's it's completely well, rap different. now is totally totally. Mm-hmm. But that is also part of the fact that we have so many more people making music. And so and so many more available. It's so easy to make music. Yeah. And it's so you easy to make music. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, I'm using the software for it. Mm-hmm. I'm using GarageBand to record this. Which everyone, there's a lot of people I know who made their songs on GarageBand. But also, it's easy to get out their music to a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. Where with Fifty Cent and Kanye, they had to go through these establishments. Right. They could they can, you can push it out, but not to the masses to the level you can now. Yeah. I think yeah, that's the same with that easy. It's like it's, and if it's a good product, people catch it. It will spread. It's crazy. You know who was the first one to really do that? Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Yeah. Sorry, (laughs) I didn't mean to. Yeah, Soldier Boy is a marketing genius, and he knew how to play YouTube so well. Yep. He. Bro, and he would be like, he would make his songs like Lil Wayne makes, blah blah blah, unreleased, and you listen to it, and it's just Soldier Boy. It was just like you know. Uh, crank that. <laughs> You're like, oh. A hundred times that. Yeah, a hundred times all so different rich. types. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. he, is, he is smart. He was good marketing. Yeah, he he fell out. off, though. He's gone. 
Yeah, he. Uh, well, he was never really good. Yeah. <laughs> he just he he knew how to market. He knew how to market. Um, he he. I, I watched an interview with him where he actually shot and killed someone who broke into his Atlanta. They came in and one of his, I guess, one of his buddies was stealing from him, sticking him up, and he came out guns blazing. Yep. Killed one. Yeah, like I can't imagine that. Mm-hmm. I well, can't. You know the baby pop, the dude in Walmart, right? No way. Oh, in man. Walmart, you I didn't know, know that. that. He beat the charge. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah. Was the dude pulling up on him or what? Well, he was like he was shopping with his daughter and his baby mama, I think. Yeah. And he had this big iced out Stewie Griffin chain, like yeah. probably. A, Probably like a half a million dollar chain, yeah. at least a hundred thousand. Yeah, but um, thousands of dollars more than hundreds, of hundreds thousands. of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yes. So he was uh, shopping in these three dudes. Like he could tell they were lurking. He said, but they walked up to him, and one of them pulled his gun, and he shot and killed him in Walmart, and. Uh, because he pulled out his gun first, the other dude, and because it was self defense, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. It should be so yeah, honestly. His family too. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's not yeah. trying to pull up and. Here's the thing: if I had a hundred thousand dollar or more chain, I would have a gun on me. Oh, no doubt about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why. For that reason, that's why I carry a gun now. If you're willing exactly. thousands of dollars, and people know what that is. And people will take yourself. I was in uh, Spain, and so I got my yeah, got my chain stolen. That. I got my chain stolen. Yeah. I got attacked and chain stolen. And if I had a gun on me, different situation. Different situation. Yeah, exactly. So, but like, it is, yeah. I fought, I fought, but I didn't really realize it was gone until like I walked away from the situation and then realized that during the altercation, they had ripped it from me because they were like hitting. And so I thought, like, when they hit, they pulled at the same time. Uh, it was like a diversion uh, tactic, yeah. if that makes sense. And my stuff wasn't worth thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars, probably worth, like, 50 or $100. So it's, like, not a huge deal. But, but still, still, you know, if I had $100,000 worth of, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be a yeah. different story. It's, dude, I have, I have dudes try me in Bloomington, like, think that, um, because there's not a lot of, uh, not a lot of tough guys in Bloomington. I'll be honest. And yeah. then when these you heard it here first, tennis podcast. <laughs> when there's out of towners that come into town, like they, when they see how I'm dressed or if I'm wearing something expensive, because it's usually like a holiday, like Halloween, a little five. Yeah. And I'll definitely dress out. Yeah. They will fucking man. They'll they'll stand around me. They'll like try to get close to me. Like they'll they'll try to get me to say or do something or bump into them. And it's just like, dude, we're grown ass men. Like you're drunk, and I you do you really want to die? Because you saw somebody dress nice at the bar in Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. Like, do you really? I I just don't 
that's why I carry a gun because it's, it's like I don't know when anybody's gonna do anything. Yeah. Just because you're no, you nice. don't know. Just yeah, just because you dress nice yeah. or anything, people will just want to mess up people. Period. Yeah. For no reason. Mm-hmm. Not in Goshen, like Goshen. I mean, maybe in Goshen, but Goshen's a little bubble where there's a lot of safety. You can be like. I don't have any fear walking from one spot to another. I'm not going to get mugged. I'm not going to have problems. Mm-hmm. No, I'm typically, I hope not. But yeah. out of all the experiences, uh, every time I've walked, uh, all those times, I have not had that happen. You know what I mean? So I, it's a lot safer place than if I was in a bigger city or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But even in Goshen, dude, sometimes you do. You get bad vibes. You get things popped off. And one experience, one thing, if someone has a gun and you don't have a gun, you lose every single exactly. time. Exactly. Just like, yeah. Everyone talks about gun control. I understand gun control, but the thing is, when you take away all guns, the only way I would be okay with gun control is if you could guarantee that all guns in the whole entire world are gone forever. Yeah, and then uh, there's no possible that. way that and can do that. If the police like, don't have guns, if the military doesn't have guns, if the people don't have guns, if it, there's no way you can. Bad guys are gonna have guns regardless. Yeah. If no one what, person has, gonna go poof. And yeah, and if one person has a gun, they have more power than me. Exactly. I am less than them because they have a gun. They can take my life like that. And so what sense does it make to ban all guns? Because, like, okay, if a, if a person gets a gun illegally already, yeah. if you ban guns, the only people with guns are going to be the people that were already getting <laughs> yeah. them illegally. Yeah, because there's no so one. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're just... And, the difference it's actually making oh, is that it's taking away from yeah. the people yeah. that can defend, defend themselves. themselves. Yeah, and the <laughs> only way they can get a gun is. I was talking to you. Um, man, I was talking. I've, I have had so many conversations, but I know there are places in like multiple different places where they've completely outlawed guns. Australia, mm-hmm. UK. I mean, there's a lot of countries that they can, there's still gun violence. There's still people getting mm-hmm. killed. There's still people things happening. It's just like. You can 3D and, print a gun, dude. Yep, and that, like those are in, like you said, the UK. You get caught with a gun. I read a story about this dude that got caught with a gun 15 years for just being caught with a gun. Yeah, like didn't even. At that point, I would just pull out and start shooting. Yeah, I don't advocate that. that. This is <laughs> that, but yeah, but for real, 15 years. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just like, yeah. and they, they still have guns, so it. It's too late now. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, it's too late. That's the only way I'm cool with gun control is if we can, like I said, 100% everyone, guns are gone. No cops, no military, no any nations. No, if we can guarantee that happens, I'm cool with that. But until then, there'll be one person that has more power than me. And I can't, I don't trust people to that level. Mm-hmm. Neither should anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know what you I mean? Know, it's just like. Yeah. One of the reasons I carry a gun is because I don't know when, like I've had people that had problems with me before that I I didn't even know had a problem with me. So sometimes I won't even know who they are. So like, I don't wanna, I don't know what they plan to do if I don't know who they are. Right. And you don't know who, like, any, at any point, if I have a gun, anyone else can have a gun. 
Right. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you don't know. You'd be surprised how many people have cards. Mm-hmm. You'd be very surprised. Yeah. So, it's that, and it's just, like, you hear things like 50 people shot at a nightclub. Yeah. When I have my my XD with a 30 clip in it, I think I have a higher chance of being at least one person that that's like yeah like yeah and that 50 count might go down to three because you're in that spot yeah and it's just like yeah yeah just one just one like a gun you can't do shit it's it's spinning metal at you yeah so like people going into walmart's I'll be damned if I'm getting some cereal and somebody walks up to me. Yeah, shoots you. Yeah. Like you will get, you will get killed. Yeah. Right then and there. It's just like that's the reason I. No cereal. No. Like, and I'm taking the cereal. Yeah. They're not checking for the cereal. At that point, nah, they're shutting everything down and dipping out. Yo. Yeah. I'm gonna take maybe three boxes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't have to come back and deal with the situation again for take a little it out while. Of my money settlement. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I I know there's like, I don't know. I there's a there's a thought process that that I mean it's like in Chicago it's illegal to have a gun. Mm-hmm. Just on a, on a, on a, they've outlawed it, but most killings happen there. You go into most communities, and there are people who are like. Uh, I've seen documentaries. I've seen the TV. And, you know, low-income areas, predominantly, you know, all minorities. But, mm-hmm. you know, they have guns because they're trying to defend themselves and they're just trying to live. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to take guns away from those people. And they're not the ones who are doing the fighting. They're just like, yeah, I have a shotgun. Check it out. Because sometimes there's guys that run up and down the block and start shooting. So I just need to make sure that they don't come into my house. And if they do, they just get a shotgun in the face. They're like they're trying to get rid of those guns, not the people run up and down the block trying to mm-hmm. shoot at people. And the people that have the shotguns in the houses, they don't have them legally either. Yeah, right. You know, it's like I don't know. It's, it's like it's if you really want to protect and help people, give those people who are poor and who do not have the ability to defend themselves, give them all guns. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like low key, I don't know. Maybe that's a little too <laughs> radical. Yeah, I, I don't know, but like if it's if they're you know single mothers who need yeah. to protect their kids. And then take the guns that they're trying to take. You know, remember Dick's sporting goods? They said, we're going to get rid of all guns. They mm-hmm. did as publicity. They really wanted to help people. They would send all their guns to communities that needed them. To, to specifically single mothers that needed them in those communities. Whatever minority. That's dope. I think that's what they should have done. I wanted to tweet that. But where we live and the community that we're part of, yeah. if I tweeted that, I would have got some backlash. So I'm say, yeah, definitely. For sure. So I don't know. That's that's a thought that I've had. I could be subject to change, and it's just an opinion. And I'm a growing person. Okay, that. riddle me this then. All kinds of guns in Chicago, and you're you can't have them. Um, and these aren't just normal guns. They have like they have ARs with scopes and lasers and drums on them. Yeah. Do you know where to go get one of those right now? So, how is it that in a city with some of the most strict gun laws in the country are 15-year-olds having 
AR-15s, Glocks with extended clips, all kinds of, how are they finding automatic weapons that are illegal? Yeah, period. that you can't even buy in the city. Where are they getting yeah, them from? Where are they getting them from? And this is just something to look into. So I'd like to clarify that I'm not saying that this is 100% going down, but it is something that you should look into and you should consider. I've been told from numerous people, and there are numerous interviews from people who've lived in Chicago all their lives, saying that they've seen these barrels. They leave barrels of guns in low-income areas. And no they, way. And we, had, uh, we have a train yard. They leave them in the, um, the uh, empty trains, and they only tell like certain leaders of a gang or a cartel where these weapons are so they can be sold into the city. And that's why there are so many weapons and it's constantly going on and it's not just like like they've got guns you've never seen before and we can go buy a gun at Walmart. Yeah, a regular standard semi-automatic gun. They're probably at full auto with all the bells and whistles. Yep, laser drums, grips, full drums, of, you know, hundred yeah, clips, yeah. hundred round clips. You see it, and they don't even have a gun store. So, who where are these barrels coming from? Government. If is that one thought? Is that one theory? Is it's that a another private one? Prison. So, what do you want to do if you want to keep people in prison? You. If you have guns, if you have guns in an area, a black area like that, especially Chicago, you don't need any problems. You problems will happen. Yeah. They will, oh, hundred percent. Like people. Yeah. Egos, they're already. Yeah. yeah. Egos, drugs, gangs. Yeah. All they need are these tools. Let's to find the area where them. people are being confronted the most and everything is ever there's so much anger and anxiety and everything that's happening and then let's introduce let's find the spots that are the most concentrated let's introduce guns into that mix is what you're saying yeah, basically yeah yeah, yeah. And it, it'll happen every single day like i mean say somebody got a gun hypothetically they got their shoes stepped on at a party they decide to kill somebody over that. Not only are they able to do that, but that person probably has a cousin or a brother or yeah. a friend yeah. who's going to want to kill that person who yeah. also has a cousin or a brother or a or friend. friend. Yeah. And these stories, there's millions of people in Chicago. Yeah. And you've, you're, you have the drugs there already. You have the people there already. You have the gangs there already. What do they need to keep coming to this private prison that you you have people invested in, just give them the tools to kill each other. But what what does that do? It just keeps people in prison. Is that what it is? Is it just to keep them down? I mean, it's a I mean, to keep them private, so they can't get out. Like that doesn't help the city at all. Like the city at this point is like. But is the city concerned? Is the city concerned for African young? Young African American males. No, they're not. Are they giving the, yeah. these males jobs? Are 
what what is there to do there's not even a you can't yeah. even every time a bunch of i'm just gonna say it, white kids get shot at schools that's all we hear about right yeah we hear about it for our news cycles 24 7 mm-hmm. i remember the shooter in el paso texas oh yeah we could probably talk about his name yep. but how many of that those scenarios are happening every second in chicago right now we're not talking about it 15 2,000, 2,000 people died last year in Chicago. Stories very similar to the things that are happening all over in the United States in Florida, Parkland, in El Paso. But those get sent, like, you know, pushed up into the media where 2,000 of those stories are happening a year in Chicago and no one talks about it. 3,000. I don't know what the numbers are. 1,500 to 3,000 uh, per year. It's, it's like something like that. It's over a murder day. Some years it's over two. And that's the bodies they count because you gotta take into account that there are bodies that don't get found. There are bodies that we don't get, hear about. It. We don't, don't know about. It. We don't talk about. There it. are bodies that get dropped in Lake Michigan. Yeah, Elkhart River, St. <laughs> Joseph, yeah. low key. So yeah, Gary. Yeah. And they these police Michigan, officers yeah. have to have a quota. If they're not solving shit, why would they keep? Uh, why they keep talking about more murders that they found? So it's it's probably worse. It's I can guarantee it's worse than whatever. Numbers yeah, it's more than when the numbers at least for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Dang, dude. So, but like, it doesn't do any good for Chicago. It 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 only hurts Chicago. I feel it, like it hurts the. I mean, not really. You're. What you're doing is you're. I'm not gonna say this world is set up to oppose African Americans, but there are damn well a lot of things going on that. Jeff. Uh, that could be changed, and that are specifically happening to. Not only African Americans, but people in poverty. For example, the Flint water crisis. Yeah. Poverty. That's my roommate. <laughs> yeah, we're recording. <laughs> so, if you're if you're coming out of the Jim Crow era, if you have private prisons, if you don't want these people on your streets. What are you going to do? You're going to set up a way for them to stay off the streets. They're not going to be there to raise their kids, to teach them right. Yeah. And you don't give them drugs. Yeah. Or, I mean, you don't give them drugs. You don't give them jobs. jobs. You give them um, drugs. You give them drugs, essentially. Yeah. Yep. Because that's also what I've heard. I've heard that, too. And, yeah. Um, I heard one of the biggest uh, cocaine sellers was Joe Biden. Thank you very much. <laughs> or uh, Reagan he sold the most drugs I mean, <laughs> that's what I've heard I don't know I don't, again these are all conspiracies or whatever but there's some yeah there's some. There's something um, to that so it's just like if you're keeping these people basically if you don't want to deal with these people you can come up with a a, a new world order in a sense to keep these people oppressed and if you yeah. don't give them jobs they're going to sell drugs they're going to rob they need these weapons to rob 
Yeah. Now they have them. They're going to kill each other, so you don't got to worry about them then, or they'll get caught, and then you can just lock them up forever and not deal with them. Yeah, which is wrong, dude. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help Chicago, but it it does if you're invested into a private prison and you also can't really say that Chicago as a city has done a lot for the African Americans. Hasn't. Even though our, the first African American president was from Chicago. Yeah. He should get back. He should have done something. I think. Mm-hmm. Which he did. He did little things, but like yeah, not to the level. Not yeah. to the level. Chicago still as bad as it was. Here's my question, dude. Here's my question. So what happens now? Jim Crow era has happened, right? And I think we're out of the Jim Crow era. That's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. We're now living where this. Uh, what what? I don't want to say corrupted, because that's not the right word. But what happened to the black community and so disrupted the black community? From not allowing them to have their own financial system to not allowing them to have their own ability to to do anything to get out of uh, to make a way, you know, and to keep them in this mental prison, physical prison, um, you know, uh, uh, the the prisons out there. That's shifted to all communities now. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm saying it's, but we're seeing that start because what they were trying to do is contain. What you're saying is trying to contain black people in a prison in Chicago. What the unintended consequences now that's shifted into all communities. You see it in the Hispanic community. I'm seeing it in the white community. You're starting to see it shift to a whole level of people now. It's like, it's not, I don't want to say it's now specifically black. I think it's now more poor people are now getting st- stuck in this prison. More and more. Now, for sure, it's more dominantly black. Yeah. But for a long, for a long time, it was only one section mm-hmm. of of our population now it's getting just almost on a, on a wide level to poverty yep yep i think poverty is at the end of the day the biggest issue um and for a long time the poorest of the people in the united states were the black community mm-hmm. so that's where you saw mm-hmm. it. it was like exactly. it was like more way exaggerated like we couldn't have we, i mean we couldn't vote we couldn't we couldn't do shit for a long time yeah. so we were the the poorest in the community and now we have uh, a lot more Hispanics migrating over who are joining uh, the lower class, trying yeah. to start off new. A lot of things like that going on is is definitely turned into more of a poverty thing than anything. Like, there's no reason Flint shouldn't have clean water. Yeah. The fact that we're, we're in the Middle East doing wars and stuff like that, it's like, why are we sending resources over there? Mm-hmm. Why are we not sending resources to where it's, where it's needed? Or the fact that we have 70,000 homeless people in L.A. right now. Yep. It Those are American LA. people in L.A. In LA. That's, that's mm-hmm. double the population. Yeah, double population in Goshen. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. It's crazy. So, like, why are we not dealing with these situations? But I don't know if there's an easy solution. I think we've, we're su- sucked into what it is, mm-hmm. where we're at. Yeah, and I don't even know, like... I don't know what I would do as president. I don't know what could unify the people right now. I really don't. The What I really think needs to happen is older people need to die off. Interesting. And, and forget the hatred. Forget. Don't forget. The history. Don't forget the history. Yeah. 
but lose the hatred lose the mentality you know? that they had mm-hmm. do you think that's something that can be trained out in a way I don't yeah, like, can uh, can can someone who thought one way now think a different way? They definitely can, and I've seen that happen. But it's just like the word "nigger" to me. If I hear if if I hear somebody call me that, it's gonna piss me off. Yeah. But my great grandmother hears that, and it's a whole different. It's it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. It has so much more meaning behind it. But when she dies, and then when I die, what's my son going to think about that word? Right. Like, I'm sure it'll be offensive, but like... Will be to the level it was for your grandma compared to it is now for you. It'll give people time to think for themselves. People need to think for themselves. Nobody is born racist. So, you... When your grandparents... are you know teaching you you know these people are ignorant these people are dirty you know that you may growing up think you may that grow up yeah. to think that and that was just instilled to you since you were a child yeah and i just think i think we need a restart in a sense yeah do you think that with the internet and the fact that so we're so connected to so many people who aren't like us anymore? Well, like there are we are in our communities and stuff, but now for instance, let's say my grandma or my mom, they grew up in a small little town where there was the only people around them were people who'd been settled there for forever and looked like them and were part of them. And now for me growing up, I've been influenced by so many random people because grew up on the internet I was connected to so many things so my experience growing up was totally different than my mom's or my grandma's you know mm-hmm. where they were so secluded at some point not that I'm saying they were or weren't I'm not going to put that but I could see I've talked to old, older people who grew up in a time where at first they didn't have the internet they had TV so it was whatever was on the gateway that was being fed to them secondly they live in a town where everyone was white or everyone was you know this and they had never experienced anything other than that mm-hmm. you know especially up in this area like if yeah. you go to Milford yeah have you ever been to Milford I've been to Milford I doubt there's one they, I, I doubt I there's any color the in there yeah. I, Chinese I Mexican the black there. Yeah. yeah it's like it's it's you know so imagine if they didn't have the internet they didn't have any way to connect to anywhere outside of the world and they grew up in that town mm-hmm. and then but compared to now our generation has grown up with you know, hip-hop is our main thing. And we have friends all across the world. We connect and talk to so many people. We're seeing people's thoughts on Twitter that get put up onto our timeline from someone who's connected to connected, connected, connected. Do you think that's going to change a lot of ways? Or do you think that's going to instill more of the the thought processes because you can get access to those, those bad ideas that are out there too? Well, see, it's a lot... I'm that's asking a, so that's many good, questions, no, dude. That's a, good <laughs> question, that's a good question. Um, uh, yeah, I just I've, I think about these things, man. I'm like, I, I wonder how because the way we grew up, but we were so connected on, on a different level. Like, but the thing is, the thing about that is, so your family, their only encounters may have been with ignorant black people in certain situations and yeah. if that's your only encounter 
Yeah. Now we have the internet, and like you said, you can see anything. Now the internet shows you, oh wow, there's actually a lot of intelligent African American oh, yeah. people. There's 100%. a lot of intelligent Hispanic American people. Yeah. And I think, I think it'll, I think social media things like that will be more towards the positive I think right now because Donald Trump is in office everybody feels like they can say anything they want Yeah. but I feel like in the long run social media will help people realize they aren't so different like they think they may be yeah um, we're all very similar we're all so similar you may say something that I don't understand and it's coming out, but you have the same thoughts the same wants the same desires that I have on a base level, that's how we're all unique. I want to ask you about the Donald Trump thing. I know a lot of people have said that, like, that has emboldened people to say things that they normally wouldn't say. That's what Donald Trump has done. Yeah. But do you think there's a positive of that too? Now you know who is racist. Wouldn't you rather know who's racist than who's just acting normal that, that and is, thinking those things in their mm-hmm. mind without having to? That is like I'd rather at least like okay, I, I'd rather know you're racist so then I don't have to interact with you or. Yeah. See you at Walmart. I go the other way. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean. That's Instead of, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a positive and negative. Like I, I understand there's a lot of hatred and a lot of people are saying whatever they want to say. And I've, I've heard story after story. And I'm like, man. But now, they're speaking it out and they're saying those things. And you're watching it now. You have the the ability to say, hey, dude, don't say that. Or, mm-hmm. dude, you're racist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you right in front of you. Like right in front of you. Now you know that person's racist. And it's like. Okay, well now I would have known that if you never said anything. Exactly. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now yeah, I know. No. I think there's a positive to it, to that. Yeah, I and, do. Yeah. There's definitely the silver lining. There's the silver lining. It's not good, but also, dude, like, I don't know if you've seen any of the polls lately. A, a, there's a large, a larger majority of minorities who are pro Donald Trump. More and more polls are coming out that way. So I don't know if that's if that's something, but like things are going well. Things aren't as bad as I thought they'd be in 2016 when he got elected. I thought things were going to be rough, dude. I didn't yeah. think we were going to have a president, Donald Trump, right now. Yeah. I thought yeah. for sure. If you would ask me in 2016 when he got elected, I said, uh, year max, he's going to be here. See, the thing is... Low key, I thought. It's how I felt about it. Because I, I really didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But I knew Donald Trump has always been a very intelligent man. His His maturity... Yeah, is what I question. Yeah, but his intelligence, like no normal person, even with money, can just say, mm, "I want to run for president," and I know the connects. I know what to do. How to market? To say, how, how, how to, to market? Do all that stuff. I yeah. know. Yep. Like you have to be intelligent, and he was a billionaire before. Yep. So that I didn't know. I really didn't know. But I didn't expect all the the racism and the the split. The way that things are divided right now. Yeah, I didn't expect the yeah. the racial divide, the police. It's it's racial. It's police. It's in the sports now. And yeah, NFL, it's getting pushed it's everywhere. Everything. Yeah. It is everywhere. It, you can't escape it. You can't now. You have to be a part of politics. But. I don't know if that's all Donald Trump. I think that's our media. Because literally, do you, like, do you know Kamfifi? Remember when he tweeted Kamfifi? I don't know. 
like he tweeted something and it was misspelled and that was in like 2015 2016 people made fun of him but that same coverage has been happening non-stop for all this life like for the past three years everything if he takes a poop if he brushes his teeth wrong we're gonna hear about it and it's like i've never oh i didn't hear about obama that much or bush i mean i was younger but like right now we're getting so and Mm-hmm. That's everyone talks about Donald Trump twenty four seven. That's all we think about. That's all we talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I I don't know. It's like, first off, he's either good marketing at keeping him as the center of attention. Secondly, I think the media makes a lot of money off of it, and they want to keep him up in front of them. And then they're the ones trying to divide it because that's how they get the clicks. That's how they get the money. That's how they get all this stuff. Like, so I don't know if that's all Donald Trump too. I I'm not. I don't know. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I definitely but understand that. it's like he's not as bad as everyone thinks he is, or has to, as as bad as the media says he is. Yeah, but um, I'll have to find you the uh, article um, that someone at Harvard did, and it was like the things that actually are issues in the world, the things the media covers. Yeah, and it was a chart. They're totally completely off. Yeah, like. Yeah. You know, terrorism was like four percent of shit going on in the right. world compared yeah. to hunger and AIDS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrorism, teen pregnancy, teen pregnancy death, yeah. or women pregnancies death, or exactly. women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those numbers yeah. were high. So terrorism, in reality, was like four percent of what was going on, and what could be covered in the world. Yet it was twenty percent of what the media was covering yeah. at the time. Yeah, and it's just the media. Yeah, the, the media, it, the media, social media, technology. It's just made it so anybody can say anything, anybody can portray themselves as anyone. Yeah, and. And I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's a, yeah. I think it's good and a bad thing. It's I don't know how I think about it either, man. I think I've talked a little bit about this with some people. Like I think one on one aspect, um, we've become where we can talk to everyone, and we in our lifetimes remember when we didn't have internet, which is crazy. So we're in the wild, wild west right now. Uh-huh. So for a long time, we've been able to see everything. We've been able to. To understand what it's like to not be able to talk to everyone, now we're talking to everyone. I think there's we're just pendulum swinging. We're gonna get to the point where we're like, okay, I don't care about the world. I care about the people who are immediately around me and the small community I have and the, the, the people I care about, people I want to, and that's where I'm gonna interact with right. instead of interacting with everyone. Like, right. I'm not gonna send uh, Leonardo DiCaprio messages. Like, he's never gonna <laughs> talk to me. Right. And so yeah. it's not. And and, and so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's. I think we'll be able to to also break into the other world, which is like the global world, but then also come back to our community, which mm-hmm. is like our people who we want to interact with, who we interact Absolutely. with physically. That's Absolutely. where I think the future of social media is going. I also Perfect. think that for a long time, media was the center, and they could piece out whatever information they wanted to, and then now it's been dispersed, and so now the media is doing whatever gets some revenue, so anger... Mm-hmm terrorism yeah. sensationalism that yeah. stuff is getting them revenue so right now they're just scrambling because the internet is now dispersing it so that 
people aren't going to go listen to ABC or watch yeah. NBC. They're going to listen why. to Timmons podcast or mm-hmm. someone else's, you know, because it's like I want to consume this content because mm-hmm. this is more yeah. entertaining to me. Yep. Or even I can pull up my Twitter and that's yeah. My, I can read what you just covered in a sentence yep. and know the same information and move on with my day. Yep. So, yep. yep. People uh, also lie on Twitter all the time, too. So it's uh, hard to believe. The, the, the Twitter cap is. It's <laughs> unreal, bro. The cap on that app is. Something. <laughs> it's through. I love it. What's your favorite social media? Uh, Twitter, for sure. It's, it's just. There's something every single day that makes me laugh out loud. It's, yeah. it, Twitter has shown me how funny people really are around the world. <laughs> like some people are just so yeah. fucking creative and hilarious. Yeah. So I love Twitter. Yeah. Definitely number one. I, I love Twitter so much too. Twitter's my favorite, for sure. Twitter's my favorite. But there's so many toxic people on too. That's what it's yeah, showing me yeah. as well. I'm like, oh gosh, you just are gonna get mad about anything and everything. I can't, can't mm-hmm. deal with you. That's crazy. Always talking shit. Always yeah. talking. Yeah. yeah. Bro, we've done two hours. Yeah. I don't know if we want to keep talking. I'm down to keep talking, but we can kind of wrap it up. I mean, we went all over the place. Yeah. Um, I think we went on so many tangents that we didn't cover a lot of the things that we were <laughs> supposed to cover. Yeah. So we should probably wrap this one up and do, and then a do part another. two. Yeah. Because I'll be back in a couple weeks for uh, Christmas. Christmas. Let's do that then. So we can do that. That's cool, dude. Well, um, so uh, going to Chicago, you're going to be doing big stuff. Is there anything you want to like shout out or where can people find your sweet, sweet fits? You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> there. Let's give you a little plug, dude. Market yourself just a little bit, maybe. I actually deleted majority of my Instagram pictures, but yeah. <laughs> my Instagram is Joshua K. Walker all lowercase i and if you do if you were to follow me there don't judge me right now it's a work in progress <laughs> i know but you that's where you see the fits yeah. and my twitter and my um snapchat are all the same thing joshua so k walker joshua k walker yeah. you can add me there watch the process watch them build watch them grow hey pyramids weren't built in the day dude mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying the wave is in motion yeah I love it. Bro, well, thanks for coming on. Damon, thanks for, like, chit-chatting every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. It was an Bro. honor. Yeah, it was, it was good. Honor. Dude, yeah. Long-awaited, much-needed. Yes. Okay. Soon to come. Soon to come. Everything about the Guys, thank you so much for listening to another Tones podcast. I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. Uh, give give Josh a follow on all social medias. He's a great dude. And uh, yeah, give me a follow. <clears throat> My Twitter is NimpsTJ, N-I-M-T-Z-T-J, N-I-M-T-Z-T-J. And my actual podcast Twitter is Timmins Podcast, all one word, at uh, Timmins Podcast. You can shoot me an email, timminspodcast at gmail.com. And let's see here. This is the time when I normally give a shout out to someone in the community or um, eventually. So where my sponsored ads will be, um, all that fun stuff. Uh, but I want to give a shout out. And I've given this guy a shout out in the past. Uh, but Simmons Automotive, 
which I think is changing to Robert's Automotive. <clears throat> they honestly uh, have hooked me up a bunch, helped a bunch of my fr friends and family out. Um, I had a friend named Aaron, and she took her car there and was having transmission problems. The guy couldn't fix it, but he also didn't give her like any charge. He said, hey, I just tripped the lights and did some stuff to it. Um, I, I can't fix it, but um, this might be the problem. So he, he just really helped her out. It was just a homie hookup. And so, uh, I yeah. If you guys are having car problems, um, swing by. Simmons Automotive, it's over by... Across from the lawnmower place, over by the start of the pumpkin vine on US four, and uh, yeah, dude, he is—he's such a homie. So I can't sing his praises enough, and so I just want—I'm trying to let everyone know because um, he's helped me out in a pinch and saved me tons of money, and is just an honest guy. And I don't don't seem to find that a lot with car places. So, all right, guys, um, I'll catch you guys. Enough of me rambling, but I'll catch you guys on the next Timmons podcast. You guys have a wonderful 2020. Uh, wrap up to the end of 2019, a beautiful Christmas, uh, blessings and, uh, yeah, guys enjoy your family, enjoy your friends, catch you guys on the next Timmons podcast.